0: everyone thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast where we discuss topics to help you get your together Hello everyone and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast the GYST Podcast also known as get your shit together. Glenn, my man how are you?
1: I'm a little jet lagged but not bad.
0: Yeah you wanna fill us in on how Oklahoma was
1: you know Oklahoma it was a different experience, um, especially coming from Washington, where everything is still locked down. People are masked up. I get to Oklahoma, no one's wearing masks. Everyone's hugging each other. They're sh- you know, shaking each other's hands. Uh, you can walk into a store without having to wear a mask, and no one looks down their nose at you. Instead, they greet you with a hug, a smile, and they offer you barbecue. <laughs>
0: How I I didn't know Oklahoma was known for its
1: barbecue. It's not, but they like to think they are. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, let's be honest Oklahoma barbecue, it's, it's basically Texas barbecue. They have a lot of Texas um, implants. You you might say.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. So we're about to get a lot of hate mail from our Oklahoma listeners.
1: That's okay. You know, the, all, all five of them, we enjoy them, but (laughs) (laughs) no, really the barbecue there's good, but again, it's, it's based off the Texas barbecue.
0: Yeah. Still a good time though. And you went to visit your family, right?
1: Yep. Went, went to visit my sister, uh, got to meet her, um, adopted daughter.
0: Oh, how was that for you?
1: It was, it was different. Yeah. And I say this as a person who really does not like kids.
0: <laughs>
1: well, we're about
0: to get more email now.
1: <laughs> let me let me preface that. It's not that I hate kids. Mm. I just don't like kids who are misbehaved. Mm. And I I really blame the parents, not the kids. So I don't really hate kids. I just dislike kids who misbehave, and I really hate the parents who don't teach their kids
0: yeah okay i'll 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 be okay with that.
1: Yep, yep. so um it, it was different. I haven't been around kids in forever, you know, aside from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to teach Sunday school and church, but that was a long time ago.
0: Wow. so it sounds like you had a nice time.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. there's not much to do in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. sorry Oklahomans maybe I just didn't know where to go but uh we did we did find some fun things to do um but being that I was there visiting my sister I got to see a lot of issues that she's facing and it kind of gave me an idea for today's topic oh how to recognize when a relationship is toxic
0: got it yeah this is a great one it's uh you know I One of the biggest things I think we'll probably uncover is just recognizing it because I think there's so many people who are in toxic relationships right now and they don't even realize it. they they'll justify it and get defensive about it. And being defensive only spurs on additional justifications for it. But this is a fantastic uh, topic.
1: Yeah. Mm. So let me give you a little backstory on the situation with my sister. So, Maybe it'll help paint the picture here Mm -hmm. on how this topic came up. Uh, My sister, a few years back, went through some medical issues, and she's no longer able to have her own children. She went through a little bit of a cancer scare, and uh, they took care of it. She's cancer-free, but in, in the fix, she is no longer able to have children. Well, she's been going out to visit her friend who moved to Oklahoma, and her friend had kids. And she fell in love with one of these kids, a a young adult, I should say, not a kid. Um, And uh, he had a daughter. Well, my sister just instantly attached to this little girl and fell in love with the guy. And now she lives out in Oklahoma with him, raising his daughter. But when I go out there and and meet with him, I can see that he's not very, I, I, I should say he's not very family oriented, he's more self oriented. And by that, I mean he doesn't focus on the needs of the family before he focuses on the needs of himself. When he had family visiting, basically my myself and my mom, we, we flew out there and he, he decided to uh, play video games the entire time we were in his home. Never focused on conversation with the family Never focused on his little girl or my sister. Instead, he had his headset on, played video games, while my sister did all the entertaining.
0: Now, do you do you think that was because he wanted? And I'm I'm not going one way or another. Um, Do you think was it because that's who he is, or because he wanted to, you know, respect? your sister and get some family time in or something. I again I I'm not you know That's
1: that's well there there's there's more to the story. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to go see the zoo lights out in Oklahoma City. And I got to tell you if you've never been to the zoo at Oklahoma City during Christmas time to take a look at their zoo lights, do it. It's amazing. They have a drive-through and a walk-through. We did the drive-through and then followed it up with a walkthrough because it was just that amazing. It was worth it. Um, but he was supposed to go with us and decided last second to stay home and play video games. Now, this was also supposed to be his little girl's first time meeting Santa Claus. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you see where this is going. So we decide to go. We, we go through the zoo lights my sister says well uncle glenn why don't you take lena here through to meet santa claus i'm like no 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 you're not gonna make uncle glenn steal the first santa visit from mommy Hmm. not gonna happen yeah so my sister i I made her get out and take her uh, adopted daughter out to meet santa fun times but i see what my sister goes through there there's more to this that i really don't want to speak about because there's it just gets me frustrated and angry but i see what she goes through with him to get him ready for work what she has to go through to keep him focused and what she has to go through to take care of his daughter. And it frustrates me. I can see that it's sapping her life. It's taking away from her so that he can continue to do what he's comfortable with doing.
0: And how how old is she now?
1: Not she your sister, the is, girl. Oh, the girl. She just turned six. We went out there to see my sister on her sixth birthday. So, Got it.
0: Okay, so yeah it's it's not that you know i mean yeah if he wasn't ready to have a child or something like that that's that's one thing you know adjustments need to be made but 6 years in yeah he's he should have made those adjustments by now
1: yeah his his girlfriend passed in childbirth if i'm not mistaken so um kudos on him for keeping the baby mm-hmm. and not just giving it up for adoption or giving it to the grandparents i I, I do respect that decision, but it might have been a better decision for him.
0: And maybe for
1: the daughter as well? I think so, just because he's not focused on the child, still focused on his own needs or desires, I should say. Not even needs.
0: Yeah. Now, has your sister... You know, if if someone were to ask her, just randomly, "Hey, do you know, do you believe you're in a toxic relationship?" What do you think her answer would be?
1: After having many conversations with her, I'm sure she would admit that yes, it's a little toxic. That's what she was. It's a little toxic.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it.
1: So I, I would say to her, look. Toxic is toxic, whether it's a little toxic or not. You need to deal with that toxicity or it's going to eat you alive. Yeah. You can't let toxic relationships continue that way. It's like a slow poison.
0: Now, how do you... So what, you know, in, in this episode, it's it's all about toxic relationships. So from an external perspective... What do you, again, as someone who's external to this, what have you witnessed that have kind of raised alarms for you?
1: Well, if you find that you're doing everything for a relationship and the other person is not putting in any effort whatsoever to make the relationship work, that's toxic. If you have a family and one person leaves you to do all the work to keep the family going that's toxic there are different forms of toxicity you know things that i didn't see in this relationship thank god uh, that i didn't see any mental or, or, or physical abuse going on that definitely would have set me off uh, you know Oklahoma is a big country and i guarantee you i could find a place to make him disappear
0: for the record glenn is only joking
1: yes i'm only joking half the toxic relationships are just it's so hard because the person in that relationship doesn't always see it right Mm -hmm. they don't always know they're in a toxic relationship and it could be because they're desperate for um, companionship maybe they're lonely Or maybe that's the only thing they've ever known. So they think it's normal.
0: Yeah. And we see that a lot. And that's, you know, one of the things that we've mentioned often on air is a lot of times when you see people, you know, especially females jumping from one toxic relationship to the next, you take a look at the way that they were raised. And sure enough, you know, oftentimes you see some type of abuse, you know, either themselves or their their mom's going through the same thing. And so just growing up, that's how they tend to define love. Now I know your family well enough to know that that's not the case. So, you know, it, it, it could be difficult for her to, to recognize it, especially because it's something that's so such a foreign concept.
1: Me, I would be hoping that, you know, since it's such a foreign concept or a new experience to her, she would have questioned it. But to be honest, I think, you know, as as she realized she wasn't going to be able to have her own kids and she did find a way to basically accept this child as her own. Yeah, It's hard for her to step away from that because if she does, she has to step away from that child that she loves.
0: Now you had mentioned it's, it's her adopted daughter is is that legally adopted
1: not yet no got it which makes it even harder because if he does leave her or god if he passes uh, because he's he's dealing with some medical issues too um let's say he passes my sister has no claim to that child they're not married and uh well she she hasn't legally adopted the child as her own. Yeah. That would mean the child would either go into the system or to her grandparents. Hmm. And no matter what happens, then my sister's left with nothing.
0: Yeah, that's a tough situation. So if... You know, why do you think, you know, and, and not just your sister, but, but for the most part, you know, it's it can be very easy for people to, to fall into this trap. And, and why do you feel that that's kind of what's happened here?
1: Like I said, I think my sister has some very deep feelings, both for this child and I, th- I think even for him, you know, in the deepest parts of her, I think she really does love this guy. And I I think she's so afraid of being alone that she's willing to overlook, willingly overlooking the toxic parts of the relationship because she doesn't want to be alone. She doesn't want to lose this child and she doesn't want to be left starting over again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's that's a tough situation especially one where you you know first and foremost your priority here is your sister and, and her well-being and right. from not being an internal person involved in this you know it it's it's extremely difficult for you because how do you balance looking out for your sister while giving her space as well because if you talk to her about this kind of stuff and and you're open and honest. I mean, you risk, you know, either jeopardizing your relationship with her or B, which could be worse, is she gets defensive and most of the times when we get defensive, we don't want to admit that we made a mistake. And so we'll continue with behaviors and patterns even though we know that they hurt us just because we don't want to be proved wrong. Uh, A a greater example of that is people who smoke. They're told constantly, why do you smoke? Smoking's bad for you. And all that does is cause them to be defensive saying, look, I, you know, internally they might be saying, yeah, I need to quit, but they're not going to take those steps because they've committed to this. And I know it sounds silly, but we all have behaviors and patterns and habits that we commit to so much on such a deep level. We're afraid to let go. And, yeah. a, a, you know, the major negative one we just talked about is smoking, but it could be something positive as well. You know, people who spend all their free time in the gym working out, for example. Yes, working out and being healthy is a fantastic thing to do, but not at the expense of the other aspects of your life. So this this has to be extremely difficult for you. And, and how do you balance that, you know, doing what you need to do in in being open and honest with your sister, but not wanting to jeopardize that relationship either.
1: Well, so far I've tried approaching it with her. I, I just pulled her aside. I talked to her about it. I said, I don't really like the way he's treating you and neglecting this little girl. Should have been the first thing any father would have wanted to do. I know it's the first thing I would have wanted to do as a father um, is take my child to see Santa for the first time. And and I said, are you really cool with him missing out on this? Yeah. She didn't really have an answer.
0: Yeah, that's that's tough. Do you think by not having an answer, she gave you her answer?
1: I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm at the most, I'm just hoping I've given her something to think about, because she's going to have to set the relationship, the terms of the relationship. It's her relationship. She has to set the 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 limits and and the guidelines for the relationship to work.
0: Yeah. And so, what, how do you, you know, there's all kinds of toxic relationships. This happens to be in, in a romantic sense.
1: One right. of, it's, it's less of a, a dangerous, um, toxic relationship and more of just a draining toxic relationship. Yeah.
0: Now, one of our most popular episodes that we did early on was toxicity in the workplace. And that's another type of toxic relationships you, Relationship you can have is that of a professional type of environment.
1: Yep. I think almost everyone has gone through some sort of toxic work environment. Yeah.
0: And so, how do you, you know, if if you're in that situation where you are dealing with a toxic relationship, uh, be it friendship, well, yeah, friendship. I mean, you know, in a in a roundabout way, you've <laughs> talked about one. <laughs> that, you know, maybe it was toxic on both ends. Maybe it was just toxic on one end. You know, it's it's difficult to say because we don't know necessarily how the other person feels all the time. But I mean, that's that's one that you've been pretty open about. Yep. Yeah, and so, you know, when, when people find themselves in toxic relationships, what are things that they can do to, you know, I, I mean, it sounds so basic, but I think one of the biggest things that, that we struggle with is recognition and admitting that, yeah, this is going on and this is something that needs to be taken care of or,
1: or whatnot. So how do you? That's, that is the first step is just recognizing it. You know, something's not right here. And if something doesn't feel right, you have to go, okay, this isn't right. What can I do about it? Just that first step of going, hey, I don't feel right in this. Something just feels off. That first step of recognizing the issue and analyzing it will help get you to the next step of finding out a solution for it.
0: And what are At some that solutions? Point,
1: the solutions, you know, talking about it is huge. Starting an open com. Uh, communication line whether it's with the person you have a problem with or maybe you have to seek outside help therapy mm-hmm. find a friend that that listens doesn't necessarily offer advice but listens use someone as a sounding board
0: and how in in your own experience how easy is that to find somebody not who will... easy at all <laughs> yeah Someone who would just listen to you and, you know, without any judgment.
1: Like me, I'm kind of lucky. I, I know I could just go to you and you'll listen anytime I want to talk to you about something. Um, I could go to Kyle and talk to him about pretty much anything. I've, I've done that with both of you so far. Um, but not everyone has that level of friendship in the world. People don't even realize what friendship is half the time beyond, hey, we hang out and we drink together. So finding what a, what a true friendship is and who you can actually go to in times of need, that's going to be the, the, the most powerful solution, or at least the most powerful comfort that you have.
0: I, I think, you know, so many times when we are in these types of relationships and we see that we're in these types of relationships, you know, I think back to our episode I think it was numbered maybe the second episode we ever recorded was sitting on nails where unless something hurts you enough, you're not going to really do it. And in this situation, you know, you you take a look at the benefits that your sister's receiving. She has a mother daughter relationship that she's always wanted. And what's the consequence? Having to put up with someone. It could be a yep. lot worse, but I, do, do you think it's bad enough to where she, you know, it's, it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm, I'm leaving you. That is at the extreme end of things. But do you think it's bad enough to where she could be open and honest with him and say, look, you know, I, I moved out here. We need to work on our relationship. Here are some things that, that I need for you to do maybe a little bit more proactive in your own daughter's life, you know, and, and not cause the difficulties there is if she talks to him and he becomes defensive, you know, that's not what you're trying to do, but is there a relationship to a point where she, you know, they can have open
1: honest communication. I didn't see that while I was there. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's, that's tough at that point because you know, if if you're in that situation, how are things supposed to improve? And, and not just in a negative relationship, even positive relationships need open and honest communication. I mean, you and I have had that, you know, on, on both ends where, you know, we will call each other out or hold each other accountable to certain things. And by doing that, we've grown, our relationship has grown. But if you're in a relationship where you can't do that, then, you know, if the relationship's not growing, it's, it's dying. You're always in one of two stages, either growth or decay. And if you can't have those types of conversations, then I don't know, that's that's a, what What do you exactly say? You know, that that's tough. So what would be your recommendation to your sister right now? She'll take anything you say and she will do it. What are you telling her?
1: I would tell her to get into some couples therapy, even if it's at a local church. Pastors are often marital counselors, which uh, she's grown up in that environment. She knows that environment. She would know that's a safe environment. So it would definitely set her at ease and make her easier to open up with. But she also needs to find a way to get him to open up. So she needs to find a way to make him comfortable and do the same thing. Um, then next, I would say you need to set the boundaries and help him understand. Maybe go hang out with other couples that have been together for years and and have a really good, solid relationship so he can see an example. If nothing else, I mean, if you're not going to approach it from a direct path with, with uh, communication and confrontation, try to um, expose him to better examples. So maybe Who knows? Maybe he didn't have those really good examples growing up.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's and fair. Maybe because...
1: that's all he needs. Maybe that's all he needs to see is a really good example of how a, a man in a relationship is supposed to act.
0: Hmm. One of my favorite things to do whenever I'm, Speaking with people, especially something like this where it's relationship driven, is you know, you ask both of them individually, describe your ideal relationship, and they'll do it. And you know, looking for bullet points, not sentences, just you know, uh, my ideal relationship would have these traits. Great. Now, then you compare the lists. And you get a sense of, okay, here's the kind of person you're looking for. Here's the kind of person I'm looking for. This is where we match up. We're good here. And here are the things that we need to work on. And so many times, these are things that we don't even know. In relationships, we all have our, in our minds, we have all defined what our ideal individual looks like. The, the characteristics and the traits. But if we don't communicate those characteristics and traits to the other person and hold them accountable to our ideal version of them, they're going to fail every time. And when you do that, you're setting them up. You're setting up your relationship both for failure. So do you think that that could be something that that they could do to, to just maybe even get it started? That's something small that your sister could let him know, say, hey, you know, let's, Let's spend 10 minutes together on this Sunday and just do this little exercise. What's your ideal person? What's my ideal person? And let's compare notes. That could be a starting point.
1: It could be. I think that needs to have a third party involved, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it has to be someone that's not attached to either one of them.
0: Oh, and My sister
1: has a strong personality. He has a weak personality, just in my own observations. And she could easily dominate that conversation. Imprint her ideas onto him. And I'd rather have them be completely open and honest with each other. Try and draw out a, a more strong response from him. And that, that would only happen if, if you have that third party. Um, so I, I do like that idea of, uh, of writing down a list uh, of things that you want in an ideal match. Uh, but it needs to have that third party view. Yeah. Otherwise it, it you know, it would just come down to who has the stronger will or the stronger personality.
0: Mm, that's fair. Well, Glenn, as we uh as we wrap up, you know, I, I think it'd be really meaningful for you to, you know, just kind of share your thoughts about this and maybe, you know, if if your sister's listening, fantastic. She knows how much you care about her but there's probably a lot of other people who are listening who don't necessarily know that they're involved in toxic relationships. So as we close this one out, what do you have to say to people? Let's, uh, let's wrap things up.
1: Well, folks, everyone has dealt with toxicity in some form or another in one relationship or another, whether it's at work or with a significant other, or even in, you know, your, your parental duties. Toxicity is unhealthy, small doses, large doses, doesn't matter. It's unhealthy to your well-being. It's unhealthy to the well-being of the others in this relationship. So find a way to recognize it. If you feel uncomfortable in a relationship or if you find that there are times when you just can't stand to be around the other person or you're finding it hard to do things with that other person, take a step back and analyze why. What is causing it? Why Why do you feel uncomfortable? Find those answers for yourself, why you feel uncomfortable in that situation, and then take a positive step forward. Try to find that solution by going to an outside source. Go go to marital counseling, um, go to career development. Whatever it happens to be, find a way to, to root out the toxicity so it doesn't settle in and turn into a cancerous growth destroying who you are and with that that's about all i've got on toxic relationships folks i've you know i've grown up in the church and sat through many marital counseling sessions with my dad and people in the church so i get to listen to some of the fun stuff (laughs) (laughs) so toxic serious you know it's it's a very serious situation to find yourself in root out toxicity before it really takes hold. And you'll find that your relationships are more solid um, and longer lasting and more uplifting for you.
0: And one more thing that I'd like to say is one of the episodes that we've done that probably addresses this topic more than any is circle of influence. When you look for your relationships that could be toxic. It's a lot more than just your romantical relationships. I mean, every every single relationship you have can be toxic from your best friend, your, your uh, romantic relationships, your neighbors, your coworkers, your you know, different club members, what, what have you. These can exist everywhere. And the more aware of them you are, it's a way to not only protect yourself, but if you truly care about the other person, maybe they don't even realize that they're behaving in this way and that they're hurting you. So speak up. There's lots of different ways to get help, like Glenn mentioned. And if anything, feel free to reach out to us. I mean, you know, if, if you're looking for someone who just wants to listen, we get lots of emails and things like that from people who you know, just kind of want to vent. We're, we're not going to give you advice. We're not going to say, okay, well, here's what you need to do. We're, we're just going to ask you, do you want us to listen or are you looking for some guidance? And either way, we'll help you. So feel free to reach out to us anytime. It's Glenn at GYSTpodcast.com. Rohit at GYSTpodcast.com. Definitely here. Love to support everyone who's you know, listening, not listening. If you know someone who is involved in a toxic relationship, speak up, help them out. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. This has been another episode of, of the GYST podcast. Thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.